Hey y'all, this is your host, Elise Robinson, with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. I hope these stories will inspire you to switch careers. I was an auditor in my past life, and now I'm in tech. And let's get to it. We are Switch Into Tech, tech resources to accelerate your career in information technology. Monthly classes on tech topics. We offer free or discounted exam vouchers, scholarships, free Udemy courses, free events, free boot camps, and more. You can find us at www.switchintotech.org. Hey, y'all, this is Elise Robinson, your host with Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. Today, I have Howard, and go ahead and tell us what you switched from, Howard, and how you started. Great. Uh, very quickly, so my name is Howard Rosen. Uh, my typical career path of many, I was educated as an MBA, uh, trained from a Fortune 500 company. I have to admit, I didn't attend all my classes, uh, particularly one that said you don't go from graduation to running a Fortune 500 company. So being profoundly disappointed upon at graduation, naturally that background, I spent about 15 years producing film and television. And of course, within that, uh, there is a long story, but at the 15th year, I was actually doing expand the company in the area of, community, of continuing medical education and came upon this idea of a communication platform for patients and providers. So transitioned myself to the area of health IT, which I've done for the past almost 15, for about 15 years. Um, as we talked earlier, I now hold seven patents on that one idea, on that original idea that I came up with. And about a year ago, being very tired of dealing with boards and investors and the day-to-day -day and having you know, been a solopreneur to entrepreneur to running this company, I stepped down from the day-to-days so or made on the board, but I set up a consultancy, which is helping companies in the area of strategy and innovation and trans digital transformation, taking all the tools I've learned over the years. So that's the quick version of a very long story. <laughs> Um, here's a fun question. What did you want to be when you, you know, got, became an adult? That's a very good question. I, you know, in part, I'm still grappling with that to see what I want to become when I'm an adult. I really, to be honest, I really didn't know. It was more, I knew I needed to go to school. I knew I frankly, I wanted university education. I went, well, I didn't want to be, oddly enough, didn't want to be in health, which is of course where I am. Um, didn't want to be a doctor and, and just all these pieces. So I sort of by default, I said, okay, I'll get a business degree. And of course, as things happen and, you know, you know, life does make interesting twists and turns. I sort of got involved in film and then got involved in health IT, but it wasn't a, quite honestly, it wasn't a master plan to say, okay, I'm going to get this education, which is going to help me produce a hundred million dollars worth of production. And then I'm going to do health IT and get a bunch of patents. That was definitely, there's no whiteboard that showed any reference, reference to that. Definitely. Um, most people have said vet. Um, <laughs> one person said a soccer star. Oh, cool. um, astronaut was another popular one. Yeah. Um, I will agree with you that. I um, love space, but yeah, I never wanted to go in, into space. I, I'll agree that I, I still don't know what I want to be. Yeah, like it's. <laughs> It's, you know, it's, it's a reinvention every period of time and because things change, the environment changes, business environment changes, family changes, and you go, this is kind of interesting. 
And there is that arrogance to go, well, I'm going to just do that then. Which, again, completely because I have no sensibility, I just go ahead and just do it. You know, right. A sensible person and very likely would have just stuck with the, what they had and build on that, but I'm not that sensible. Yeah, I'm noticing that there's two different types of people. One that likes to just discover any and everything, and then when they do, you know, they'll go all in for a little bit, you know, not to say they become a professional at it, but they, they can have a conversation about it. And then there are those people that, I don't want to say they don't ever discover anything new, but they just, you know, they, they're on a set path and like they yeah. never, they never yeah. deviate from that. <laughs> and there's something to be said for that. In my case, as you mentioned, I'm a very curious person. I read voraciously online and printed documents and, and magazines and things like that. And every once in a while, and it's, it's all these various turns, I went, oh, this is really intriguing. And then I would get very fixated on the one that was intriguing, film being the first one when I said, oh, I can maybe do this and got really intrigued by it. And same with health IT, I had this idea that I just couldn't get out of my head. And again, and I just said, I have to do this. Definitely, definitely. Um, so where did, let's, let's dive deeper into where you, you started as your first career. And then how did you figure out that you want to transition to, you know, healthcare IT and get your MBA and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got the MBA first, in part because going through school, I went, okay, well, an MBA is going to be valuable to have just an MBA down the road. And I figured, well, do I really, knowing myself, would I be the type that can go to school, work for a while, then go back to school for the MBA? And I went, oh, there's just no way I was going to do that. So I literally just went right through. I still worked while doing this, but I knew I had to get my MBA right away. So, okay, that, that part of my education would be over. And then for film, for the film, it was really, and it was not even a burning desire. It was more um, just until I figured out what I wanted to do. I used to go through the classified sections in the newspaper in those days to see who was looking for part-time work. And I'd go in there and say, well, I could do that as a consultant, you know, MBA consultant. That's what I learned as a consultant. And one day, one of the ads was a producer in the film business is looking for a finance person. So I went to the guy and I said, okay, gave him the same pitch. I know you're looking for a person, but you know what? You'll save yourself all kinds of benefits and everything else. Is there a specific project you have? I'll do it as a consultant. And then you can save yourself a lot, a lot of money in the long term. And he said, sure. And I gave him the report, business plan. And basically it was, he didn't want, he was tired of making one picture every three years. We want to do three pictures a year, basically a tiny, tiny studio. I went, okay, film, don't know much about it, but film widgets, how different can it be? put a business plan together and said, gave it to him. He gave me the check. And as I was out the door, he said, uh, do you want to do this with me? And I went, oh, that could be kind of cool. And we set a time frame, which is like one year to see what happened. And on day 365 at midnight, we signed a deal for our first film. And that launched me for about 15 years. And I said, but did about a hundred million dollars worth of production. And, and doing, you know, TVs, movies, live events, music, you know, across the board. And I mentioned earlier, doing continual educa medical education was one of the areas I expanded into. And doing this piece of type 2 diabetes, I came, you know, again, I won't bore you the details, but sort of these aha moments, but came across this idea for a communication platform. And so I had running, was running both. I had this platform I was slowly trying to build. And one of my, my first client, you mentioned, um, we talked earlier about military. My first client was uh, an NGO dealing with uh, veterans suffering from post-traumatic stress. 
And so I had a pilot. So I, and one week into the pilot, the executive director called me up and he sort of said, Howard, I've got great news. I said, what's that? He said, using your communication platform, you help save a life. And I just hung up the phone on him. And he calls me back. And I just I was swearing at him for about a half an hour after he says, What I don't understand why he's so mad. He said, Isn't this good? I said, No, this is phenomenal that some little idea I had can actually help somebody. But now I gotta do it again. Like if you can help one person, I have to help one more person because how can I have something that I, I was involved in building and it can help people? How can I not help people again? So I had to quit my day job which is producing film. And I said, I've got to make this thing work. And that's what launched me into the world of health IT. Gotcha. You mentioned classified. I'm, I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should have, I should have qualified that for the, your younger audience. <laughs> the newspaper is like, oh gosh, we don't have newspapers anymore. But I remember no. them because I remember going in there and circling too. And you yeah, know, yeah. You know, read through them and stuff. So. <laughs> Showing my age, but yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. I didn't age myself for this. Oh gosh, um, here goes your 25 to 40. Here goes your 25 to 30. I demographic. right. I have to ask my sister because my sister's 31 and see if she remembers them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're five years apart almost. But um, so how did you get the patents then? Oh, you know what? Actually, I have a follow up question to the continuing oh. medical education. I yeah. thought that you can only get that as, you know, somebody in the medical profession. Do they just get your money and you can take these courses? Because now I'm, I'm curious. No, this was something. No, this was, some. no, no, this, so, well, there's actually some many courses you can actually take, uh, the CME oh, okay. courses. This, you can't, but this is actually, I was producing them. I was actually making them. Oh, you were making them. I was oh, actually making gotcha, them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I'm like, hold on, can you just go in there and take them? Yeah. Yeah, there All are right, so, so, questions. There are there are many you actually the, the average person can take if they wish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I figured so. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, how did you get into creating the patents? Well, the patents were again, it was a business decision and a marketing decision because here's this goofy guy who's a film producer now professes to be in health IT, and so it was really to get credibility by people had suggested, well, you should try to file for a patent for your idea just so you can sort of have a, and it, and it was really, you know, they're very expensive and really time consuming. But this idea of a provisional patent, which means you just file something that doesn't cost very much money. You've got a year to actually file the full patent. I said, oh, okay, I'll just do a provisional. So I could say there's a patent pending and use that as a marketing tool. And then just one thing led to another. The year came up. They said, well, you, should, you really want, you want to do this or not? And I went, oh, Okay, and just fell into it. Now to sit now, it is for it isn't for the faint of heart. Like I that my first patent took over eight years to get. Part of the reason being the patent office kind of went, okay, well, this is a, a unique idea, which it had to be a novel idea. It had to be sort of, you know, not thought of before. Uh, so I sat past most of the tests, but they said, but you're crazy. Now, there's a lot of legalese to get into my diagnosis of being crazy, why they didn't want to offer me a patent, but it was eight years of not offering it or allowing it until finally I switched law firms and we, I got the first one. And from that point onward, they said, well, whatever ideas do you have? And they sort of worked with me to understand a lot of the thoughts and ideas I had relating to the first and others can become patentable uh, products. Gotcha. 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 
Gotcha. So that's what patent pending means. So you can file. So patent pending, you filed it, but it hasn't been approved. Yeah, yet. that's that's actually smart. I, I yeah. see that. So I've, I've done treatment. copyright and I've done trademarks before, but yeah. you know, I've never done a patent. Yeah. I know it's very costly. I do know that. It can, it can be like a patent <laughs> a patent filing a provisional is not very expensive. Okay. Okay. So yeah, but that's what the, that the means. Process. But it was and all marked. You know, it was all marked. It could take eight years, and then you don't get the patent. But you know, it's marked. Yeah, marketing. That's exactly. Okay, I see it was exactly it. Because the reality is a patent, and you know, it's great that I have them, and I've got more coming. But the value of a patent is, I said, you have to treat it to me. I have to treat treat it as a marketing piece. Plus, ultimately, now I've got a number of them. There's now a, a portfolio that has some has a value to it. But the reality of getting into the whole patent world is, it's only as good as your ability to defend it. So it's fine that you get it. And then you go against a company like, I'll use you know Microsoft as an example. They've got a couple of attorneys on staff who, if you got a patent, they could maybe want to argue against your patent. And it becomes a game of attrition as to how you can, you know, in terms of defending, you may have a valuable patent, but it's the defense of the patent, which gets expensive. Exactly. So you should go to, it's important to go into eyes wide open. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Turn me on to some new knowledge. Okay. And outside of that, you were in film. So, I mean, you have trade secrets, right? And so that that led you into making these courses because I'm, I'm sure they have videos and things like that. Did you find that being in that industry first really helped you with your, your business? Oh, absolutely. In terms of the health business or even starting up a new business, absolutely. Um, and it was because... In many cases, I came with a different perspective on how to do it. Like I came with a perspective on how you put together film and how you put together a team and everything else. And I treated putting together my new company, Health IT, the same way as I did putting a film together. You're finding sort of the best people around. You know, I didn't have any investment at the time. You know, it was all self-invested. So how do you find the best people on a little or no budget and make this thing come together? So it's very, you know, it's the ultimate sort of project management approach to to making it all work. And at the end of the day, as as I thought as I thought about it, and in you know many in many presentations I did, I get asked more and more. And it was really the the, the thread of everything and all this is engagement, that E word. Because as an MBA who's trained to engage customers in film and TV, I learned how to engage audiences. You know, eyeballs on TV screens or bums and seats in the theater. So that's what I learned. And I use that in health IT because the technology is no good unless it's used. So I made sure and I work with clients to ensure the technology is actually used and engages the patients or all the various stakeholders in there. But doing so, I use a lot of the tricks of the trade, to your point, from the early days of film and television to ensure an, under an understanding that whole concept of engagement and engaging the people. And frankly, as part of the business, a key part of it is actually doing focus groups, which I did endless in film. I do, and I sort of incorporated and forced clients to do focus groups throughout the process of building the technology to ensure it's actually doing what you wanted it to do and what it needs to do. And not what you think works, but seeing how the users do it. Like, you know, it, time, and I'm sure you've run into this in the things that you've done across the board, but many kinds, we have a solution. And the IT, and it wasn't working, and you know, patient wasn't doing it properly. And the IT department said, well, they're doing it wrong. 
And I said, no, they're not doing it wrong. They're doing it the way they're familiar, that works for them. So we've got to refashion it to attune to what their needs are. Definitely, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask, how did you figure out that you wanted to get into the continuing medical education field? Because uh, that's, that's like out there, <laughs> especially considering yeah. that you were in film and have an MBA and stuff like that. That was really became as an offshoot of, of, the, of my existing business. So it became another division of the business. And it was really, um, I happened to meet up with a, a few doctors and we're talking and the one day, so we should see this, this is really cool, something they were involved in, a continuing education piece. And I looked at it and, you know, again, being a, I was a sort of card carrying, arrogant producer. I said, well, that's a bunch of crap. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know what it is, but it doesn't look good. The lighting's wrong. Sound's wrong. Message is all wrong. And then he told me how much he got paid for it. I said, you got to be kidding me. And it was really more, I took it as a challenge. I said, I could do a lot better job for a lot less money and still make money. And that was really it. That's what got me into it. I started going, okay, well, I'm going to show them. Go gotcha. so to your so earlier question of curiosity. It was like, okay, well, I was curious and I went, let me see what I can do. And, you know, the arrogance part is I can do, I think I can do this. Definitely. A lot of businesses have been created because, you know, the, the initial business just sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, next question. Um, all things come at a cost. What? did this cost you when you wanted to transition from, you know, being a, a consultant, MBA consultant to jumping into basically a video creator, right? <clears throat> oh, film and TV. That was kind of easy in part because it was it just goes so young. It was more, okay, let me just see what I can do here. Like I didn't know the difference, even though my income dropped from being from even the early consulting to building a film and TV business. It was kind of like, okay, I can kind of make this work. The more difficult one is the transaction from being a reasonably successful film producer to health IT, building a new business again, you know, going from going a solopreneur, entrepreneur again. Because at that point I had four kids, family, you know, had the a whole different world from when I was just this crazy, you know, the single guy with a car. And that transition to health IT was much tougher. And that involved talking to the family, say, look, we're gonna have to make some sacrifices. Um, in this transition in terms until the business itself gets going. But it was also, I just, I, you know, I, I kind of need to do this, but I won't do it unless I've got the support of everybody. So there was a, there was a tremendous amount of sacrifice because it was a change, a new career, you know, and you got to be crazies. A lot of you got to be crazies. And that's what my next question is, you know, what did your family say? I mean, were they like, no, you can't do that? You know, what did your friends say? You know, oh, it was all support. <laughs> it, it was all a combination of either you got to be crazy or that's Howard. Like, depending who knew me and how well and everything else, you know, those concerned and rightly so through the family and everything else, it was very much you got to be crazy. Why are you doing, giving up this for that? Um, but so was, there was a tremendous, and really to get in the world of no, because trying to build a brand new business and everything, you're getting a lot, you will get a lot of people say, well, that, that won't work, that can't work, that shouldn't work. Even if it works, we're not going to do it. And so it's a whole new muscle and skill set I kind of had to build um, at a later age. 
to uh, to do that. Definitely. I always tell people entrepreneurship has been the hardest thing I have ever done. I mean, yeah. it takes your confidence to a whole new level and it brings it down oh, yeah. <laughs> to a oh, whole no, it's, it's, different yeah. level. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have to be strong. You have to be yeah. strong when you're eating your beans and your rice. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah, you to be believe. strong when you have a lot of money in there and you're like, oh, yeah. well, I can't spend it. I got to yeah. invest it, you know? And exactly. You got to really believe. You got to really believe. <laughs> that you is, know? that, that takes a lot, a lot. Yeah. So oh, yeah. um, it's, it's a lot of belief. It's not for the faint of heart. And that's no. why a lot of people don't do it. <laughs> and, and, and again, for many cases, there's for good reason not to do it. It's, it is, you know, kind of get to say when you get the, um, you're driven by the idea and you have to really believe and understand the idea. And I went into it doing a lot of research and everything else. is okay, here's where I think it can work. Um, a friend of mine who was in health IT in those days, you know, his advice to me said, just remember that, this is going to take 2.7 times longer than your most pessimistic uh, estimate on how long it's going to take. And which was, and sadly, well, sadly or rightly, he, he was absolutely correct in terms of how long it can take to do this. Because the problem is just because you got an idea, others have their own ideas and other programs. And particularly when you deal with innovation, uh, frankly, it's even all the more difficult um, because you're allowed now change, trying to change in mindset. Yeah, you have to, um, I don't know what you have to do. I mean, do you believe that all these things are already in you or can you build them? It's certainly a muscle you have to build because there's a lot of learning and experiential to understand how some of these things work. There's no question that intestinal fortitude, I think it's in everybody if they find that thing that drives them. So you really question, what do you want to do what you want to grow up? It's like, you know, if you know, that could be your driver. Or if you don't know, that's why, you know, people sort of have a stasis or whatever the case may be. Or uh, you mentioned, again, if there's a family issue and something triggers and you go, okay, I've just got to do this for my family or I get this idea. So I think everyone has it. It doesn't matter whether it's triggered or not. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I've, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I was a child. I wanted to be one. <laughs> yeah. I, I just had this idea of, I didn't want to work for anyone. I was like, yeah. I, I wanted to be the boss, you know, I, yeah. I want to try out my ideas and see if they yeah. work. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's something very cool to be able to do without any question. It's really the cool way. And when I have worked for others, it, it, it's, not that it hasn't gone well, it's just not been great because it's like, well, no, no, I'm, I'm not. Oh, when I give you my opinion, that means that's what we're doing. <laughs> the senior guys, you know, no, you don't understand. You, you give us opinion, we don't listen to it. We do what we want to do because we're the boss. And I go, oh, right, that's why I like being the boss. No, I guess that's why I, I kind of like audit so much because I I was kind of the boss. Like no yeah. one could go against my opinion, right? Um, like we can have a discussion about it and, you yeah. know, we can, we can come to a conclusion, but at the end of the day, my opinion overrides anything that you're talking yes. about, right? When exactly. it, especially when you're, when you're, when you're backing it up with facts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, facts really get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
you kind of touched on a little bit where you did focus groups and things like that. Yeah. What else, you know, helps you build this 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 next career? It, it it's understanding. Um, really comes down to, and it's 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 a lot of do the consult a lot of the consulting I'm doing now. It's it's understanding people to the extent of that. All these all, people drive all these all these pieces. At the end of the day, if, let's use health IT particularly. It's health, and so the ultimate user are users are people, and it's understanding that side. And when it's people, it's not just the patient; it's an entire ecosystem of, of stakeholders. So you've got the patient, you've got a caregiver, you've got a nurse, you've got a clinician, you've got a doctor, you've got lab techs, you've got a massive number of people in there. Each one could provide. Yeah, you know, we'll bore you the, the consulting details, but each one itself could be a problem in that it's a chain. And the weakest, and you know, your chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And if you have somebody in the system that doesn't understand, not on board, whatever the case may be, or not part of it, it's not going to work. And when using technology, unless all those pieces are aligned, it's not going to work. So in terms of so what to your question in terms of film and TV, the one thing that did is make me really understand people, motivations, um, uh, what can work, what doesn't work in terms of all those all those elements because my job, if I didn't get a high rating on TV or if I didn't get a certain milestone in the TV theaters or if my commercial didn't do X or the music show didn't do Y, I didn't get to have a job again. That, you know, no one's going to hire me to produce or do the pieces. So it was really to get that understanding and to really make sure and learn how to fine tune and deal with that people side to ensure again in health IT that the technology is used. Do you find that because <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I'm a you know I have a my my first podcast was business brain versus tech brain because like. Right. I can do the business, I can do the tech side. And do you find that working with tech people, it's it's very different from working for from doc with doctors and you know nurses and things like that? Um, and who gives you the most pushback? <laughs> That's a very good question. And to your point, it is a very different mindset when you're talking to the IT department versus the marketing department versus the c-suite versus the users and as i said the example i said is well tech department said well they're using it wrong and they went no it doesn't work that way and so a lot of the work that i've done even as a vendor when i'm selling a product is almost being a universal translator to translate what one person is saying you know as i said a people separated by a common language even though using the same language they meant different things so it's understanding all those pieces and to your earlier question in terms of the would the film business help me do this when you're putting a film together you have different departments and you're doing you know lots of responsibilities on those pieces and highly amazingly talented people all with strong egos and my job was to put this machine together and making sure everyone's talking together and see that universal that same vision and it's really the same thing in terms of the business side in terms of health it he said it's to understand the tech department and be able to explain to them what the needs are and to work with them. And similarly with the docs, they have their own perspective, their own needs. And, and to have the, and it's gaining the confidence of everybody that I can look out and understand what their particular needs are and we'll get them addressed. 
and that's the value of like as I said the focus groups is because it's a it's a demonstration and a for as you know this is what we're doing but it's also really to test those hypotheses you know we had all these various discussions put all together this is what comes out let's now test it to see if it works and at the earliest possible stages to save money because you don't want to go too far along um, in anything that you're building and so this way allows you to fine-tune as you go forward gotcha no i asked that question because you know, I have a fight with my business side and my tech side, and I know how tech people can be. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, it's, you know, it's... my business side. You know, I'm I'm bubbly, I'm friendly, I'm 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 cool. You know, I'm gonna get my money. You know, because yeah. I'm I'm naturally an introvert, <laughs> and people are shocked when I tell them that. And yeah. then, you know, the tech side. Oh, I, I don't want to deal with the people side. You know, I can yeah. sit behind the computer all day and just focus, and I'm I'm good with that. And you know. That's what I classify business versus. Yeah, business. and it's always a struggle. It, it is a struggle, <laughs> and it is a struggle between both sides because on the tech side, we want to get something else. You want to get something perfect. The business side is we want to go good enough. If you want to get out to your point, you want to get out. You want to get earning revenue from whatever you're doing. The tech guy is going, well, no, it's not perfect yet, and it never will be. On a tech, you know, the tech perspective, so it is important. So the fact you've got those two sides is very valuable. So you can actually talk to others. You can talk to the tech-oriented people and the business people and know what the motivations are and find ways of making it work together. It's when you don't understand you have those two different groups that you run into difficulties and and a lot of friction. Gotcha. Because me and my friend was having a discussion today. Uh, about podcasting and I'm telling him I, I don't really care about that you know he's like I don't understand why you don't care and I'm going to explain to him that we had this conversation and I'm gonna tell him that's my that's my business side talking I want to put right. it out there I want it quick fast and easy it needs to get done yeah. and yeah. you're thinking with your ana analytical side <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you you're trying to be calculating so yeah, um, yeah okay and I can, then, see, it. I can get... see it from that point and then you get to the stage, okay, what's the marginal improvement? Let's say you took the tech side. So, okay, we're going to spend more time to do whatever. <clears throat> what's the what's the additional value you get in the product when you go out there in terms of is it worth, you know, are you going to getting a, a 10 times increase in value to what you've created? Or is it a 10% increase in value? You know, 10 times, yeah, it's worth spending a little time. But it's 10%, it may not be worthwhile compared to what you got what you want to be doing you, you're right you're right and that's that's the business side talking because exactly know, everything has a metric you know a kpi exactly. or whatever. so exactly. I, will tell, I will tell him that too <laughs> um what are some of the positives and the negatives of your of your new career well the positives are um what, what i enjoyed about the arrogance of being a film and TV producer. And I remember the first film I went to, the first premiere. And I'm in the back of the audience and I asked my partner, I said, well, what's going to happen? He said, it's not too sure, but I don't think we're going to get hurt, which I thought was a good thing. And so he was being joking. So the film opens up, curtain opens up, and an opening, the film opens up with a silly little fun little joke, a visual joke. And the audience laughed. And I went, holy crap. Something I was involved in the writing and something I was involved in putting together and put on the film and spent all this year putting it all together. We put a bunch of people in a room, a thousand people in a room, and I've now have made them laugh. 
And the film went up and down. They laughed, they cried and everything else. And it was a really powerful feeling to sort of have that ability to do so. So then Health IT piece came around and it was like, and I said that phone call that I mentioned, where he said I helped, you know, help save a life using the technology. And I went, I said, how can I deal with this sort of this trite thing of, you know, on the film and TV side when there's real people here? And what and the response I got to our technology was similar though. It was like, oh, this is great. Oh, we love this, or we really wanted, and it was like, wow, it's to it really is that intrinsic you're actually helping somebody and it's not just a very trite thing. It's actually, it's a very visceral, you've actually helped, you know, helping save a life is, was huge, but even improve their life or they laughed or they're able to do something they weren't able to do before as a result of the use of the technology is a real powerful driver. It also opened up my world to a world I never had before. So in terms of positives, yeah, the insanity of having seven patents, you gotta be kidding. Anyone, look, anyone who knows me looks at me, you gotta be kidding. He's got seven patents. But it's also, um, I've had the honor, I did a tremendous amount of work with the military. So worked the Veterans Administration, Department of Defense. I've spoken on Capitol Hill uh, to congressional committees, you know, I've keynoted all over the world, which wouldn't have happened otherwise. So it's really cool and met incredible people. And so it changed my whole the perspective of, of, my, of what my world was, opened up dramatically to a whole new world. Uh, of people, thought, thoughts, and, uh, you know, and a community. So it was, you know, terrific. The negatives are almost take, just take the mirror image of all those pieces. It's great, but it meant as time went on, leaving one world, going into another, and those difficulties of transition, those difficulties of the sacrifices you have to make to get to where it is, because they aren't easy, and there's no guarantee of success. And you never know which direction it's going to go in. And it's and it's also sort of seeing the you know for you know for example with healthcare you're seeing the business side of healthcare not the healthcare side of healthcare and sometimes the business you sort of go you know the head shaker and how decisions are made that may not necessarily be to the benefit of the patients and you sort of go but why how and everything else so it's a whole other world and the good and the bad like I got very much involved with uh, government uh, government relations and governance. And as I mentioned, I spent a lot of time in Washington dealing with, with bills and trying to pass and change legislation. And you see a lot of the good that's happened, but also you see the machinations on the political system. So it's kind of like, oh, so you see you see the good and the bad of, of, of everything that's out there. And so you celebrate the good, you sort of get disappointed with maybe the stuff that's less good. But at the end of the day, it's it's really been the negative is just, it is that intestinal fortitude you need to go on to build what you want to build because you're going to be faced with a tremendous amount of negativity to start with the and the, the and as i've sort of told many people the good news is the more negative people are to your idea the more likely you're on to something but you need to work through that to get to the other side okay okay i can i can agree with that i can agree with that and my sister's in healthcare, so I, I oh, really? I'm deep in it. I deep in it. I understand the the, the nuances. Um, like I said, I, I used to audit uh, Obamacare health plan, right. so I, right. I, I used to hear horrible stories from that. Um, right. So I'm I'm very well aware of the business versus you know when you're deep in it side. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, you kind of touched on a little bit when we talked about, you know, the, the traits of being an entrepreneur, but what traits do you think would be good for, for this career? Well, for any entrepreneur, fundamentally, it's got to, you've got to start with a vision. You need to know what is, what is the problem you're going to, what is the problem you are trying to solve? So it's good to have an idea, but the idea has to have, you know, it's my, it's, now this is my business side, my MBA piece comes through. You need an ROI. Like you, you've, you've identified a problem and you want to solve that problem. What is the value of that problem to somebody? And, and it's not easy to, it's, it's not an easy thing. You say, well, this will make this easier. Yes, but does somebody, but do they want that easier? It's okay, you want that easier, but do the, your target market want that easier? So it really is being able to look at your vision and then really to articulate that value and that vision that you have for that. Um, and that and at the same time, having the passion to push through. And so, the, you know, the key trait is definitely having a vision. It's having that, you need that passion. You need to have that, that very difficult ability to not disregard the negativity, but to take the negativity and see how you can build on it and say, okay, look, all these people are saying this. They don't see what I see. Maybe you should take those negative pieces and incorporate that in terms of that vision so you're actually able to articulate it better. So it's it's working with everything that's a challenge out there. You, have to, you need to be able to look at that and turn it around to say, okay, how can I use that? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure people thought the man that invented the pet rock was crazy. <laughs> yeah. But he's running to the bank. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. And he just, you know, and there are, there's some things out there that are just plain goofy. I would suggest he didn't have a vision for pet rock. He just fell onto something and just took it and ran. It, I mean, I, there's this app that I have on my phone and it, it gives local news and then it gives like worldwide news and stuff. And it's like a news aggregator. Yeah. And a lot of stuff on there, I guess, because I, you know, the algorithm, the stuff I look at, and it probably listens to, is entrepreneurship type stuff. Right. And yeah. some of the stuff that people are making money on is crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, my, my And I'm like, my, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, my favorite. Now this goes back, you know, to classified section. So there used to be, you know, a newspaper called, there used to be a thing called Reader's Digest, that you remember, a little magazine. And somebody put it, so you'd appreciate this as an incumbent auditor. So someone put an ad in there that said, last chance to send in your $5. P.O. Box. Over a million people sent in $5. And the IRS and FCC wanted to try to sue him for fraud. But they couldn't because he didn't offer anything. All he said was last chance to send five million. There was nothing fraudulent about it. He, five million dollars. Yo, just on a crazy ad. I think I remember that story. I think I, I think I remember that story. And it was like, you know, it was like something about a safe and stuff, and you just you send the money yeah. and yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. So there's, you know. There's a lot of, so in terms of, I don't know if I call that entrepreneurship. I think that's just brilliant. <laughs> it's definitely brilliant because I, I just sit there and, and my saying is, because I'll, I'll send the article to my friends and my sister 
And I'll say, but you broke though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's my saying when I send the article. And they're like, oh my God, are you are you well, serious? What are we doing? You know? Well, exactly. Well, there's a um, I don't know if you remember um, PT Barnum, with who's Barnum of Bailey Circus. So he was a big hawker at the turn of the century. Uh, real showman. And his con one of many comments he'd made, one of them was nobody went broke underestimating the gullibility of the American public. I can agree yeah. with so that. So that's that's a, that's in the pet rock category and the five dollar category. I can agree with that. And I and I actually got a chance to go to the circus before it, it ended up closed down. I was actually an adult when I went too. I wasn't a child. I was a whole adult when I went. And yeah. I took uh, my boyfriend at the time because he had never went. And I was like, let's go to the circus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, showing our age, but yeah, yeah the oh, circus yeah. did exist. It doesn't, I don't think the uh, circus doesn't exist at all, does it anymore? There's a form of it, but they've changed. Yeah, they've changed. Oh, okay, it still exists. Okay, gotcha. There's a gotcha. Form, but it's not, not like, no, certainly not the kind, certainly not the kind I had when I grew up. Gotcha. Yeah. Change, which is which is not a bad thing that they some of them because it's just you know, as humane as they said they were, I think it's a good thing they're not Definitely, like definitely. Um last question. Uh what what are some last tips and tricks? What can you tell someone that wants to make the leap on on switching their career? Really actually and I and I guess I buried the lead I touched on it earlier is you know it's great, you know. I, it's great to have ideas and the vision in terms of you want to do something. The, you know, the difficult thing is, to, is it actually a business or is it an idea masquerading as a business? So you have to sort of think through what does he want to do? I can't, you know, I encourage everybody as many to do so and really and test it and talk to people, research, run around. Has this been done before? Has it not been done before? Really, I'm being very clear and as I said, know what the ROI is. What is the value? Are you solving a problem? Is the first, again, as I mentioned, first question are you solving a problem that somebody wants solved? What, you, are you solving a problem that somebody needs solved, but they don't know it's a problem? You, know, you start to look through these various pieces in order to really get a sense of where you're at with it all. And as I said, it was, and it wasn't facetious, it was once you sort of got that articulated and you start on that journey, the more vehement people tell you it's crazy, the more likely it's a good idea. And then afterwards, you got to deal with when the idea does have success, is everyone saying, well, you know, I told you this, or I gave you this part of the idea, or it's a whole other set of problems. You can rub it in their faces and brag all about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Howard, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, tell us where to find you. Well, I, I so much enjoyed that. I love the title. Like, I think you just, I, I'm, uh, I very much appreciate and honored to be part of this, to be asked to be part of your podcast. So, for those who want to track me down, uh, it is hrosen, H R O S E N, at novapix.com. That's N O V A P I X.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn. And uh, love to connect. Always uh, looking to meet more people and new people. And I'm so thrilled that we got a chance to meet Elise. All right. Thank you so much, Howard, for coming on the show. Um, thanks for subscribing, y'all. If you haven't subscribed, um, subscribe today. Uh, we have 
probably about another 10 episodes coming up <laughs> after this. Um, people people want to share their stories. So uh, we're hot. We are hot. <laughs> That's great. Well, I think this is terrific. Thank y'all.